Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> this, this is all about wine. The talk show dedicated to the wine industry since 2009. Featuring winemaker. That's coming up uh, next week. Is that our uh, anniversary or the week after? I think it's the week after. It's I don't think March. it's the first week. I think it's the second week of, of March is our, our oh. anniversary. So, uh, okay. yeah. I thought, was, I thought it was maybe March 10th. Maybe I'm thinking later, I, yeah, I th- later in the I, I think that's around the 10th was... or something like that is what I oh. thought, which okay. would put us, yeah, which would put us the second week, two weeks from today. Yeah. Two weeks. Okay, two weeks. All right. I just, yeah. I, I might have to. Do something extra special for that. Uh, see if I can. That would be nice. I oh. would look forward to that. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Solar Master, vigorist and tasting expert, Ron. Ron. Basically, what we're trying to do in this program is just trying to educate people and trying to make wine less confusing and more friendly. From coast to coast, coast. and around and around the world. You know, we really have had some some big people on the program. I, I just I love that. I love your that. questions and comments during the live show on our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash all about Again, that's www.facebook.com forward slash all about wine And now, all about wine is on. Is on. Here's Ron. All right. Thank you, people. They are happy. It's that's nice and warm. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. getting some beautiful weather there here in Florida. With apologies to everybody else around the country who is mm-hmm. freezing their tushies off, we are getting some gorgeous weather. In fact, the high yesterday for the country was ninety. What was it? Ninety-two degrees at Plant City, which is the strawberry Perfect. area. Yeah. Nine, yeah. So. Which is just east, yeah, just east of Tampa, just south of Orlando. That you know, the whole area, the whole state of Florida is getting some beautiful weather. And I'm not yeah. complaining because I'm using it to play golf. So mm-hmm. works Very well cool. for me. Yeah, yeah, it works. It's working well. Oh. Yep. So uh, mm-hmm. welcome all you listeners out there tonight. Mm-hmm. If you're listening live, thank you. If you're listening on archives, then don't contact us because we're not there. No. You can still leave comments, though, I think, on Facebook and, and uh, YouTube. I'm not sure if uh, – I'm sure that's still open. I don't know about don't YouTube, know. but uh, Facebook, you can still leave a comment after after we're done. But uh, we'll just get notification and have to respond then, I guess. Oh, uh, I, I didn't know if you could get comments. I, I suppose you could. I mean, you know, just like anything yeah. on Facebook, our, our meta, <laughs> or whatever they call themselves now, it's not Facebook. Yeah, I have no idea. Metaverse. 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 Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can probably do that. Or you can go also go to all about wine 101 at gmail.com and leave comments or any anything there and, and we'll get back to you and if you are a associated with the wine industry in any way be you a promoter or a winery or uh, anything i mean we've talked to people who are loosely related to it and the fact that they have written books about wine and stuff, which is what's in the realm of wineries and things. Mm-hmm. So any of that would yeah. work, you know. Uh, if you're any of that, then leave me a note. And in fact, I've been corresponding with Melissa. Another shout out to Melissa here again. Uh, she is uh, working with us to book some England Kingdom wineries, uh, sparkling wines and, uh, you know, stuff like that, which we are excited about because what's happening with English wines is just phenomenal. It's they're picking up the, the gauntlet of having Brexit and they're making their own wines and doing a great job of it. So 
we are looking forward to doing some interviews there and, and filling you in firsthand on what's happening with the English champagne industry or sparkling wine. I'm sorry, I should not have said champagne. English sparkling wine industry and uh, finding out what's happening with that. So that's coming up in the months ahead. I've got some other emails out there and that I haven't gotten response from yet. Hopefully they will. But And then at the beginning of the show, like Mike pointed out, two weeks from today, we will be celebrating our anniversary. What What is it? Let's see. Nine, nine, ten. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, best people. They're too busy holding their wine to put it down and clap there. So it's a little subdued. Uh, (laughs) I know I still have the audio. Um, I just have to find it. But, uh, yeah, I do have old shows. And the first one was maybe the second week of March. I got to look. I'll find it. Yeah. (laughs) It was this this, year, 2009. So nineteen, well, eighteen would be ten years, right? Yeah. We were on now live, now live, first show. There we go. Oh, you got it. Mike and Ron, first official show. Looks like it was March nineteenth. Oh, nineteenth. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, welcome huh. to the program. This this is pretty cool. We we finally got you on after uh, I don't know a couple of weeks, but uh, and uh, uh, I can't imagine listening to that first show with me with the, all the us. You know, oh, uh, uh, it's almost like yeah. <laughs> I was watching these. I don't know what what stupid sitcom or whatever on Netflix, and every word was like. So we were like doing like doing the whole like and doing this, and I, here I am listening to this. And uh, anyway, <laughs> welcome to the program. This this is pretty cool. We're, uh, we finally got you on after uh, uh, I don't know a couple of weeks, but uh, 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 a few times uh, we did earlier. And, uh, you're finally right. Few glitches. Welcome. Yeah, we, there were a few glitches. Thank yeah, you. Definitely. But uh, yeah, it's great to. Have you. <laughs> I did my share of us too. I was I was pretty uh back then. You were like yeah. you're, you're a pro. I'm sitting here like I don't know. <laughs> Like, there we go. I'm sitting here like <laughs> Like, uh, like. <laughs> it's, just, it's always fun to watch the uh, sports players, uh, any sport, and they yeah. get interviewed, and it's always, uh, yeah, I, uh, uh, I did a good job out there, and uh, then the announcer asked that yeah. dumbass question, what were the thoughts running through your mind when that happened? Exactly. Yeah, I hate that. What I hate that question. Yeah. I hate that question. You just want to What are you thinking now? What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> People are yeah. right here asking somebody the, the stupid question. Come on. Yeah, I hate that question. Yeah, we can almost have a whole show on. We can almost have a whole show on. Yeah, on stupid, stupid questions like that. Yeah, but what was yeah. running through your mind when you when you hit mm-hmm. the grand slam that won the game and you got yourself a ten million dollar yep. bonus? Oh, my thought was, yep. uh, what is uh, the what you would ask announcer going to ask me? Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly. that's ah. <laughs> it's not just those though. It's even documentaries. They're you know, I've seen some uh, produ- produced documentaries like on Netflix or something, and they'll say, so what happened after you spent ten years and you finally got to catch the serial killer? <laughs> How did you feel? What did I feel? I ten years. I put, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think? I felt depressed. Now I don't have a job. Now what else? <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need to cut that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, think? I know. I hate those <laughs> questions. I really do. <laughs> the Olympics. The Olympics yeah. was another one. There you go. Every other they, every yeah, sport yeah. out there. Every you know? sport out there. What what did you feel when you when you took a tumble and broke your leg? I felt pain, yeah. you know. But you know, oh. the announcers the announcers ask a dumb question, but it seems like all of the people they ask it of always answer mm-hmm. the straight face. Oh yeah, I I wouldn't. But you know, deep down there, deep down there, just like, come on, man, what what do you think? <laughs> you know they want to say that, but they can't. I know they do. <laughs> yeah, they, they they can't. They want to say, yeah. "Well, come on now, why did you ask me yeah. that?" <laughs> right. How would yeah, you feel? How would you feel? <laughs> yeah. 
you just <laughs> lost you just lost the biggest event in the world. How do you feel? Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah. here, and then punch him in the gut. I mean, <laughs> yeah. how do you, how how do you feel? <laughs> yeah. Good. Thank you. <laughs> back, back to you, Chet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Medic. Medic. Um, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Ah. So, uh, the 19th. Oh, yeah, that's what it shows. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, well then we're going to have to, mm-hmm. instead of next week, let's see, the 19th is, well, we'll have to do three weeks on the 17th, so the 19th on a Saturday, so we'll do three weeks and celebrate our anniversary on the 17th then. Oh, yeah, so, okay. Yeah, the 19th that, on Saturday. Yeah, yeah that, so that awesome. gave you another <laughs> another week there to you know, good. Do, do your magic yeah. like you said you were going to do, so. Cool. Well, I don't know. I don't know about that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, you're good at that. Good at that. Yeah. So. that's cool. So um, very good. All right. Yeah. But uh, just yeah. going through the list of all these episodes from back then, it's just amazing. Um, like, um, there we go again. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I really there's something wrong. East mm. Oregon, we had. We covered Oregon for so many shows. It's amazing. Pennsylvania. Oh. We, did, we were doing the states. We did the states. Um, we did. We still got states to do, too. I, Virginia, mm-hmm. West Virginia, Washington, Wyoming. We, we still got states that we have not covered fully. I really should yeah. give them a call and start trying to book some of these other states. That's mm-hmm. another project for me there. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. I got all the Joy's Joy of Wine show. Or the Oh, yeah. What else? Christmas Vineyard, Free the Grapes. Man, let's go way back. Um, yeah, that's Biodynamic Tonight. And uh, I had to I had to change file naming because I wasn't putting the file, the the dates on them until oh. later on. A bunch of these are just, you know, and if I move them to a different folder, then it has the current date. Oh, come on. Ah. Uh. There's no rhyming reason behind it but it was uh did a lot yeah quite a few yeah there's a lot of, a lot of good stuff. we had some good yeah. interviews there too we really had some mm-hmm. great people interesting people yeah. some extremely interesting people we talked to there uh yeah. s- some of those early shows too and through the years we've had some great guests through the years ones that keep coming mm-hmm. back like you say joy neighbors uh, she is a mm-hmm. continuous guest that's always been a joy, pun intended, to talk with, and yep. so, uh, and then uh, Jim Lochran is always yep. <laughs> Jim Lochran. Yep. There, there you go. There it is. A little, de- a little delay there, but that works. That works. The drums on the other side of the room. I had to reach out. Uh, you had to run over. Okay, you had to run over yeah. and hit the drum. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So uh, it was. <clears throat> Some some good shows. We still do good shows, though. We we shouldn't oh, yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't dismiss ourselves. We got some good shows coming up. Too. We got some good you know good interviews. It's not like we're going going to quit or anything. We enjoy this too much. At least I do. I yeah. look forward to it every week. It's yep. it's a highlight of my week, and I hope everyone out there enjoys it as much as we do doing this because it's just it's yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Work on things here. Um, yeah. Get the video, cool. video video intro will change and work on something there. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. So in three weeks we'll have an anniversary show. Do some reminiscing and stuff like that, and maybe we'll get a a call from celebrities wishing us oh. you know, happy anniversary. And maybe yeah. you know if the, if the president's not too busy with this ukraine thing he might even get in touch with us so who knows who mm-hmm. knows yeah. uh, but um three when weeks pigs fly, but yeah that'd be yes good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah three weeks three yeah, weeks we'll, we'll uh yeah. have, our, have our anniversary show although we're reminiscing a lot about it now but still so that's true uh, yeah yeah building building up the hype that's all we're doing here building up the hype mm-hmm. So that's what it takes. I will start out here by talking about what holidays and stuff are coming up. Now, since this is actually the last 
Thursday of this month, and we start with a brand new Thursday, our brand new month next Thursday. I will tell you about what's coming up on, let's see, what is that, February? Oh, that's February. We missed some stuff here. Whoa! Last Friday, the 18th was National Drink Wine Day. When you all got that in, that last Friday was National Drink Wine Day. And let's see. The last Saturday in February, which is coming up in two days, is Open That Bottle Night. Any of them. Open That Bottle Night. That is a wine celebration. And it's not something I just made up. That's that's a for real a for real thing. Almost sounds like something that I would make up, but I didn't. It's a for real thing. And then we've got March and coming up in March we've got all sorts of stuff here. March is Washington Wine Month. It is also Mauled Wine Day coming up next Thursday. So Prepare yourself for for mulled wine day. Uh, look it up if you're not familiar with mulled wine. It's warm wine. I've never been a mulled wine fan. Some people love it, but I never have. And also, while we're at it, let's go through the food days and all that are coming up here. Today's the 24th, which is National Toast Day. Well, that's good. Tomorrow is Skip a Straw Day, which is not really a food day. Saturday, National Pistachio Day. Sunday, National Retro Day, so you got your bell bottoms. Monday, National Chocolate Souffle Day. Tuesday is Paski Paski Day. P A C S or P A C Z K I, Paxki. These are round, jam-filled Polish pastries. Pastries that are a highlight of the pre-Lenten period. That's the definition I got of them here. So, uh, looks like filled donuts, but they're called Paskis. Polish Paskis. Tuesday, next Tuesday, is Texas Independence Day. And the next Thursday, Soup, National Soup Day. Any soup. Soup it forward day. Any any soup. So that's what we got coming up this week. So always, always, always a holiday to celebrate drinking wine. You can always count on a holiday for drinking wine. So that is the holidays and stuff coming up. And let me put the, I was going through, I need a bigger desk, I discovered, because I've got notes all over here and I don't have room for everything. And so I need a bigger, bigger work desk because this, this is not a good thing here. Uh, oh, here's a note here. Jetstream Radio. Mike is on live, Jetstream Radio, every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. You can tune in and listen to him. Uh, uh, He takes requests. He plays all sorts of stuff. He talks to people from around the world. And he is his same jovial self on Saturday mornings at that time of the morning as he is on the show here. So check him out. Well, no, not quite. (laughs) I don't know about the first hour. The second hour, I'm usually awake, but the first hour, okay. uh, it's rough. First hour is a little tough, okay. <laughs> All right. But uh, check him out. Jetstream Radio. You can uh, punch it in and go on to it and listen to him anytime if you want to chat with him. He, I, I don't think you need to join or anything. You can just you know go no. through it and chat, chat with him. Yeah. So, Thank you. Yeah, Jetstream Radio. Um, and let's see. Uh, I'm just, Notes. I'm, I'm seeing different notes, and I'm saying, have I talked about that? Have I talked about that? And I was think, why would I save these notes if I have not talked about it? Then I say, well, yeah, I could have. So I don't know. Natural wine picks. Uh, there's different wines out there that are natural wines, which just seems to be a big thing right now, natural wines. 
um, it's they're good. I, I they're good, but it's to me it's it's not worth the extra money to get a natural wine, personally in my taste. But if you're trying to, I don't know. Well, but uh, there's some nice natural wines out there. And uh, you can start with Proseccos or Sauvignon Blancs, uh, uh, let's see, Grenache, Gamay, Pinot Noirs, Blends, Cabernets, everything. You can find a natural wine in anything. And they're not all from Napa. you got uh, places like Tuscany and Chile, California, Mendocino County, Bordeaux area. So, natural wines. That's something else. Again, I just saw there, and I I wanted to mention it. Okay, and let's see. Let me find another note here. I had something else. Let me look at this. Oh, here we go. Oh, last week we were talking about the president signing a new alcohol bill to try to help small businesses. And I got this article here. And I'm going to, well, let me read part of it and and paraphrase part of it and all that because there's some information in here that pretty much sums up. I don't think he signed it yet, though. This, This article is dated... Uh, where is it dated? It's dated two weeks ago. So I don't think he has signed it yet. He may have. I don't know. But I haven't seen anything anywhere. But in a 64-page report to the president, the U.S. Treasury found that America's beer drinkers paid up to $478 million per year more than they should. Oh, my gosh. They're saying it also revealed that there are significant barriers to entry to the markets for alcohol and that many advantages promised to consumers from previous mergers and acquisitions have never materialized. Now, I have told you, so-and-so bought out so-and-so, and so-and-so winery bought this one, and this one is now part of this, and it should make it better. And it should. Be. This report says, no, it doesn't really make a difference. It's not helping the consumer any. It's helping the big, big businesses and helping the big, big wineries but it's not helping the individual, the consumer, us. Uh, the report gave the president uh, incentive to amend the federal legislation. It's an easy entry. Oh, my engineer just brought in a wine. She, uh, let me take a break here and read you this. this is, she's staying here, so I think she wants the bottle back before she leaves. Berenger Brothers. Bourbon Barrel Aged Red Wine Blend. It says on the front, independent purveyors, Jacob and Frederick Beringer, since 1876. That's not the age of the wine, I guarantee you. This was aged 60 days in bourbon barrel, 14.5% alcohol, vented, bottled, and cellared by the oldest continuously operating winery in the valley. What valley is this? Napa Valley? Valley that I can think of. Is that the one they're speaking of? Uh, Sonoma. Okay. Sonoma Valley. The oldest one in Sonoma Valley. It says on the back of this, uh, it says download our augmented reality app and watch the label come to life. Uh, There's a pretty cool label on there. It's got a whole bunch of 1876 people standing in front of a, a winery. So that might be cool. We might have to do that. It says, Beringer Brothers honors the roots planted by two pioneering men after a westward journey across a young America. Their legacy lives on in the hands of fifth-generation winemaker Mark Beringer. Aged 60 years or 60 days in American oak bourbon barrels, This bold red wine blend has flavors of black cherry, toasted coconut, and dark caramel with a smoky finish. 
Okay. Vented, bottled, and cellared by Behringer in Sonoma, California. So let me give this a, a swirl and a sip here. Oh, that's got a nice aroma to it. A little plummy I'm, I'm getting in the aroma. And, yeah, a little plumminess in the aroma, a little black cherry. Hint of chocolate, too. That's nice. The acid is not overpowering. You just a little bite, a little acid bite there. Pleasant, but it's not overpowering. It just wakes up your taste bud a little bit. Tannin's not real strong. This is this is a drink now wine. What year is this? It is eighteen seventy six. No, it's <laughs> it's twenty sixteen. So it's a twenty sixteen. Wow, it's we've had this for a while then. Um Oh, that's nice. You can taste the. Yeah, I know the. Like I say, for people who are into the legs on the wines, those this really has some. Some nice slow legs coming down on the side of it. It's. Yeah. Um, some thick slow legs on it. This is. This is nice. This is really a nice wine. This is one of those, where you can pair this with something that's light enough that it's not going to overpower it. I don't think I'd want anything too heavy. Uh, maybe, well, I, I want to say a steak, but I'm thinking any steak that I have would probably be a little bit too much for it. Well, if you, you know, throw it on the grill and get, get it grilled, don't use a whole lot of seasoning, don't use a rub, don't use a whole lot of sauce or anything. Just just grill your steak so you can taste the steak and this wine would go well with it. Or even with barbecued chicken, I think that would be good with this too. It would balance well. Very nice wine though. Bourbon barreled red blend. Uh, I think my engineer is going to check out the animated label. Uh, with her app there. So, but I got something to sip on here during the meal. I didn't think about grabbing one before the show. I'm going to have to pick out a, a special wine for the anniversary show in it, three weeks uh, for that. So, uh, maybe I've still got a bottle of my strawberry port. Maybe I should dig out a bottle of my strawberry port for the anniversary show. There you go. Okay, well, just a thought there. That That's a good thought, though, too. That would be good. So, the president has incentive he needs to amend federal legislation to ease entry into the sector and to reduce prices. It could open up opportunities for rapid growth in e-commerce, especially sales from producers to consumers, across state lines. Always been a contentious element in all this is directly from consumer uh, from manufacturers to consumers across state line. And so his signing this could open this up. That's why when I first heard about this report about oh geez. Well actually once he got in office he signed a an executive order that would affect this, and they're finally doing the research and getting it back to him. The report was named Competition in the Markets for Beer, Wine, and Spirits. And it says here it was, you know, resulted from his executive order last summer to find ways to reduce company consolidations and improve competition, which would help consumers, workers, and small businesses. And so the Treasury Department has received submissions from over 800 consumer groups, industry bodies, and other interested parties to compose this report. 
And it said that and it recommends a series of reforms, including stricter merger and acquisition scrutiny, which I almost have to agree with that quite a bit here. Some of these big conglomerates are eating up the small wineries, and you can't blame the small wineries. If a big conglomerate comes in and says, here, I'm going to give you three times what your winery is really worth, and you can kick back and retire now. And if you want to, you can stay on, but, you know, it's up to you. I'd probably stay on and not have to worry about the monies and just enjoy it a lot more instead of worrying about all the stuff that is involved with it. Uh, uh, Well, Treasury also wants different tax rates for producers, and this is the best thing here that I think the whole report came out with, and to reform outdated state and federal regulations, which some have been in effect since Prohibition ended in 1933, in order to allow new entrants to grow their business. You cannot believe the paperwork, the red tape, the taxes, the stuff, the hoops individuals have to jump through to get going in the wine or spirits business. It is, well, it's hard to describe it all. Just so much that's involved and so much paperwork. TTB is making it easier. I will have to give them credit. TTB started change about 10 years ago, 10, 12 years ago. This is 22, yeah, about 12 years ago. And they, at the time, started to change how you can submit things and approvals for labels became a lot easier, a bunch of stuff. They really modernized and went online for a lot of this stuff, which made it a lot easier that way. So I have to give a thumbs up to the GTB. That's Tobacco and Trade Bureau, Tax Tobacco and Trade. But they still, it takes time. It takes time. Also, the 1933 legislation brought in the three-tier system to separate producers, wholesalers, and retailers. I've talked about this a lot on the show. I'm not a big fan of the three-tier system. This has created a complex patchwork of rules whereby individual states govern their own systems, ranging from wide liberalization to state distribution is so true. Some states are so liberal. Florida is pretty good. Florida is pretty good about letting us ship out and ship in to the state. They, I have to say Florida is, is really quite quite liberal about all their wine and spirits and beer rules and all that. But other states are frighteningly tight on it. Arizona uh, I'm sorry, uh, Utah. We've talked to wineries in Utah. Check out some of the old shows, archive shows on Utah wineries, and you would just sit there listening to it and shake your head with some of the rules and regulations that they have. Arkansas, again, some antiquated laws and rules there. There are those all over the country like that. This could change that. We hope. We hope. Uh, The current administration is committed to ensuring an economic environment that promotes fairness and competition, said the Assistant Secretary for Economic Policy. That is true. One of the restrictive constraints highlighted in this is the what they call the post and hold system. And Connecticut has that right now. It's one of the examples of it in Connecticut. This is to maintain high prices and discourage consumption at the end of prohibition. That's when it was set up. And again, we're going back to the prohibition. The system requires distributors to publish their prices with state officials and then maintain these prices for a given period, usually 30 days. So although the details vary between the states, these laws, according to this report, have hindered the ability of new players to find new markets for their alcohol and have helped to create a pattern in which two brewing groups, Anheuser-Busch InBev and Molson Coors, 
account for two-thirds of the $94.1 billion beer market in the U.S. Two-thirds of the $94.1 billion beer market is controlled by Anheuser-Busch InBev and Molson Coors. Now, everybody who thinks that's right, raise your hand. It says, this concentration, which just six companies supply 80% of all beer consumed, resulted in beer drinkers spending up to $478 million a year more than was justified. Okay, that's beer. We can go into wine, too, and start talking about the big conglomerate wine owners now. Gallo is one of them. Uh, Constellation Brands is another one. I got a blank. But there's like four really, really big ones out there. Post and hold laws make coordinated pricing among distributors more likely by making it easier for competing firms to reach and enforce agreements on prices. So therefore, it's basically price fixing, which is, as we know, against the law. Wholesalers are often reluctant to cut prices because that could become irreversible for the duration of the holding period. So they don't want to do it. So whenever somebody comes in with a price, they say, well, I have to charge you for this. That locks it in at that. And it creates a, well, a problem. The only proponents of such laws have been the wholesalers themselves who are using it to protect themselves and continue to make higher prices. Wine and Spirits Wholesalers of America said the report ignored how consolidation and other tiers created the need for an evaluation of the distribution mechanism to address supply chain and logistic challenges. In other words, gobbledygook, gobbledygook, we don't want to change it because we're making lots and lots of money now. It says in this report, today's family-owned wine and spirits wholesalers have never been as competitive, capable, and efficient, it argued, because of the way the laws are now. But it still, and let's go back to talking about wine, it still stops interstate shipping and sales and all that. Uh, while it's open to the president to promote changes suggested by the Treasury. Much of the patchwork of legislation is overseen by individual states. And so the Treasury calls on them to examine the anti-competitive impact of the local laws and franchise rules. Okay, the president can only do so much. It is still up to the states to take the final step. But if he signs this clause, this interstate shipping clause and stuff like that, then that could lessen the impact of state rules and let them ship. The report also called for the Treasury Department's Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau to improve labeling rules to protect public health. Yeah, well, are we going to have a book on every label? Uh, I, Okay, I'm not going to editorialize too much on, on labeling of wine and beer and stuff. People, well, I no, I'm not going to get into it because if I do, then I'm going to start ranting because when you start putting all sorts of stuff onto these labels and everything, I think it's going to create more problems than it's going to fix. If someone's afraid that wine is going to make them sick, then don't buy it, don't drink it. You know, it's as simple as that. I don't think you need a big, long label there and say, oh, look at that ingredient. That's going to make me sick. If you're afraid and you have to read all the ingredients, then don't buy it. What happens now to the Treasury's proposal is unclear. The president wants to be seen as a consumer champion, but his options for action from the Senate and the House are really limited and very unclear. And that might even change come the midterm elections in November. So if he's going to do anything, he needs to do it now when he's got a slim, slim majority, 
But on something like this, I don't think a majority is that going to, is that critical because these are rules here that will help the small business. And doesn't everybody say they want to help the small business? It's a given. So don't handcuff them by making too many excess rules. Let's loosen it up and let's make it a little bit easier. But the alcohol sector's army of lobbyists, which there were over 300 registered in Washington, D.C. in 2017 alone, will be pleading their cases of why everything should stay status quo. So there you go. He hasn't signed anything yet, and who knows when he might get around to signing something with this Ukraine thing going on and and Putin and all that other stuff. I don't think it's a priority right now. And it what happens is he signs something, it goes, they have a a bill, it goes back. If Congress and House don't pass it, then it could die, and they have to start all over again. So let's hope something happens on this. But I will let you know, as always, I will keep you informed. Uh, so... We'll see what's going to happen here. Uh, Here somebody wrote in is complaining about the FDA rules and that we need them because there could be microbial safety issues and others. Yeah, okay, and we can find something that for everything. So I'm not going to argue about that. Speaking of buying, I saw this is on the San Francisco Chronicle a couple of days ago. I could told you I get the Chronicle just to find stuff like this. South Korean conglomerate buys historic Napa winery. And these are the things that this deal is supposed to address. 50-year-old Napa Valley winery Schaefer Vineyards has been acquired by uh, Shinsage property, Shinsage. It's a South Korean retail corporation. Uh, the announcement was the latest in a string of sales of a lot of iconic family-owned Napa wineries in recent years. Uh, Heights Cellar recently sold, Stony Hill and Frank Family Vineyards, all these you may be familiar with, the national distribution. You might not be familiar with Schaefer Vineyards, though. It is a uh, located in the hills of around Napa. It's not on the floor. It's in the hills. It was first settled, oh, let's see. Oh, I want to say, uh, oh, no, the vineyards on it that date back to the 80s. But uh, John Schaefer bought the property uh, in the early 80s. And, well, that's not right either. No, this is before then. Uh, dating back to the 80s. Yeah, the early 80s, they bought the property. And they have been making wine since then. The well, they planted the vineyards, and it was on hillsides. And back then, in the 80s, they said hillsides is not a good place to plant vineyards because it's harder to harvest and harder to take care of. And they proved them wrong. They proved that it's a good thing on hillsides. And so, Schaefer Family Wineries has made themselves quite a name. They're uh, about the same time uh, they were founded as Stag's Leap. Wine Cellars, Heights Cellar, and Chateau Montalina. These are all wineries that put Napa on the map, I mean on the global map for fine wine. Schaefer Vineyards has brought up, bought out now. The son has taken over. The father died. John Schaefer, who founded it, died in 2019. His son will continue as the president of the company, even though South Korea owns it. They are noted for their Cabernet Sauvignon which normally sells for more than $300 a bottle. So, $300 a bottle. 
uh, this Korean company that bought it also has bought a lot, very diversified. They own, uh, have holdings in golf courses, hotels, shopping centers, and department stores all over the United States. So they're noted as uh, Shinzagi L and B. And so now Schaefer Vineyards is another one that has been acquired by them. Like I say, it's just, it's a, a constant thing that these places are being sold to somebody or something. And the new bill might be signed to slow that down. Although they'll probably argue it and be approved anyway. Here's a little short article I saw that, oh my gosh, how about that? This is out of News Nation. Oh, there you go. Uh, News Nation Health. This is the website for News Nation. Oh, I didn't know they had a website. I'm sure they did, and I never thought about it. Excuse me. This says chemicals in wine and chocolate help create coating that destroys body odor. What? Yes. It says Tokyo, Japan. Scientists have created an antimicrobial lining that can wipe out body odor thanks to some sweet-smelling chemicals in wine and chocolate. Researchers at the University of Tokyo say the invention opens the door to making clothes that don't have to go in the washing machine all the time. The material zaps underarm sweat, which gives garments a nasty odor. The new coating is a cocktail of silver and plant compounds, polyphenols, called tannins. There you go. They are found in many common foods and drinks, including tea, coffee, wine, and chocolate. Quote, as kids often do, my son stained his shirt with chocolate one day, and I couldn't scrub it out, says project leader Dr. Joseph Richardson. Professor Harutaka and Jimmy and I have studied polyphenols for over a decade, but this chocolate incident got me thinking about using tannic acid to bind silver to fabrics. Okay, and if chrome is one of the ingredients, which is something of a silver family, is used in a lot of deodorants, actually. The metal is a safe anti microbial, which can also treat wounds. It does not interact with human skin. The team says consumers could wash an item with this antimicrobial coating multiple times without it losing its ability to destroy odors. Chemicals that cause BO build up in fibers over time and stubbornly resist flushing out, leading to a persistent stench. The coating, called AGTA, or AGTA, is both cost-effective and convenient, according to the Japanese team. This means people working from home could continue wearing the same shirt without stinking it up. People working from home probably wear the same shirt and could care less if they stink it up, to be honest with you. And it goes on to say the coating lasts for over 10 washes. Uh, they have tested it, and it does. Many variables, it, it was a challenge of time and complexity to test the variations, but they finally came up with something that would work, and it does work. So, a new odor-fighting properties in wine and chocolate that they're finding that they can bind to clothing and stop you from stinking or stop your clothing from stinking anyway. So there you go. Uh, another good reason for wine. It, we always find new ones all the time. There is there is yet another good reason. Okay. Nope, that's not what I wanted. Boy, it's already... Uh, 
Let me post something up here, which I just said. Uh, see, I'm going to have to start putting these in folders. I've got it spread all over the place. Uh, Science of Sentence Reactor National Disasters Word on hmm. Is this uh, No, this isn't what I was looking for Hmm well, let me go out of this, go back out of this, and go back to this, and go to this, and then I'll find things here. Oh, counterfeiting. Yeah, we talked about that last week. And I'm going to did I cover the stuff I wanted to cover and didn't kill all the time? Hmm. Well, that one we already talked about. So let's get out of that and go to this one. And historic California grape gets a new life. Uh, We've all heard of the big California grapes, Chardonnay, Cabernet Sauvignon, Sauvignon, Pinot Noir, but they have rediscovered uh, a couple of new grapes. The the Mission grape, which you've probably heard of that. Mission grape's been around for a while. They talk about that. That's that's an old grape. That's also known as a Paeus, P-A-I-S, uh, and a Columbard are another one, the French Columbard. You don't see that too much anymore. Uh, it was really popular for a while there. Back in the 70s, French Columbard was very popular white wine, but you don't see it so much. But then they just recently found one. Uh, students at uh, California Wine History found that Cabernet Pfeiffer, P-F-E-F-F-E-R, uh, Cabernet Pfeiffer, uh, I would assume the P is silent. Some modern winemakers and vineyard owners are on a mission to change that. Uh, they're armed with historical plantings and passions, and they're working with California Pfeiffer to bring California's past into the future. Similar name as California, or as uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, it doesn't taste like a Cabernet Sauvignon. More of a spicy and peppery flavor. And when I read that, I immediately thought Carmenere. Carmenere has a spicy pepperiness that I always enjoy and light tannins. They're comparing it to Saran and Abelio. But while genealogy hasn't yet confirmed, some grape DNA enthusiasts believe Cabernet Pfeiffer could be the United States name for the Mansion, M-A-N-C-I-N, or Mortoru grape from the Bordeaux region. So we will see if it the new one out there. Let me look on my grapes here. How's that? That we'll take a second and find wine grape varieties, and we'll go to Cabernet Pfeiffer. Let's see if they have it listed here. Cabernet... Nope, they don't. They don't have it in my, my list of grape varieties. So, uh, <laughs> they uh, got a little bit of everything else, but not Cabernet Pfeiffer. So, the Pfeiffer, Cabernet Pfeiffer, uh, the new grape variety that's just rediscovered. We'll see as we get more information in 
and I'm sure this will give me more information. This is from Wine Enthusiasts, so I'm sure it will keep me informed of what's going on with the Cabernet Pfeiffer. So just to let you know on that. And let's go to this and see what this is about here. European Union lurches toward prohibition. I saw this headline here. This came out uh, last Monday, say it's 24th, you know, the, the 14th. They're saying that the, the wine is not going to be outlawed by the European Parliament next week, but the continent is marching toward prohibition. And it's very possible the European Parliament will issue regulations after its February 14th meeting, which was just done. I have not seen any new reports that will damage the wine industry worldwide. Uh, huh? I saw this headline. I read that far. I haven't read the whole thing. But at issue is a report adopted in December by the Parliament's Special Committee on Beating Cancer that recommends treating alcohol like tobacco. Most most dangerous long-term is that the report says there is no safe level of alcohol consumption. If lawmakers accept that as a fact, then they are duty-bound to reduce or eliminate alcohol as soon as possible. Okay, we can all shake our heads and throw our hands up in the air right now because that is a little bit absurd, especially after all the reports and all the stuff that have came out over the years about the benefits of alcohol and not not just wine but alcohol i've read reporters says a drink a day is good for you even the veterans administration understands that and they allow veterans who are hospitalized a beer a day so european union what's wrong with you it goes on and i just let you know the next couple of paragraphs, and I'll see if I can't find what's came of this after this because it's almost time to go eat, and I've got some good dinner waiting for me. But short term, the most visible thing that could happen would be a cancer warning on wine bottles, similar to those on cigarette cartons. If you are reading this, you are a wine lover. A huge, this Wonder crew causes cancer label isn't going to be a deterrent. It may give younger drinkers pause, but until the EU legalizes cannabis, people are going to keep drinking because human beings like being intoxicated. That's a good line there. And like I said, label warnings aren't going to stop people. If you think it's going to cause you cancer, you shouldn't be drinking anyway, but just putting the label on there is not going to say, oh, this causes cancer. I need to stop. You know, it's not going to happen. If that were all it takes, then there would be no more cigarette sales. But a far more dangerous potential outcome for the world, uh, for the wine world, is that the EU ends its wine marketing programs. The BECA, which is the Committee on Beating Cancer, report specifically mentions ending alcohol sponsorship of sporting events. As we prepare this weekend to watch 3.5 hours of light beer and gambling ads occasionally interrupted by the Super Bowl, it's hard to whine about this. Uh, obviously, this, like I say, this was published on the 14th, which is, or the 12th, which is the day before the Super Bowl. So, who knows? I will check on this. This is this is a follow-up, and I'll see what I can find out more on this and let you know next week because, well, let's face it, this is ridiculous. But, you know, whenever legislatures get a hold of anything, most of the time they are ridiculous. They're not so out of touch. It's just unbelievable how out of touch representatives of the people are and that's not just here in the states or in europe that's all over the world unbelievable so i will find out more and let you know and i will be done for the night okay it is uh 
8 uh, p.m. Right, right on the dot. Uh, right on the dot. And a couple yeah. And our next show will be in March, uh, March the 3rd. So that will be the next uh, All About Wine. Thank you all for tuning in and for staying with us. And uh, I did find a website that has the Schaefer story. You were talking about it before. Did you? Uh, oh, but yeah, just, yeah, it's, uh, I think, I think it was Schaefer. Uh, let me look. Schaefervineyards.com. S-H-A-F-E-R vineyards.com. And you can uh, go to their, our story page. And um, originally it started uh, way back in the, 1880s, I guess. Um, wow. Just pioneers, Napa Valley pioneers decided to uh, plant vineyards on the future Schaefer estate. And um, 1972, I guess, is when the uh, Schaefer family purchased 209 acres. So it goes oh, on from wow. there. And uh, yeah, it has a little timeline of their history and different things. So. Well, that's yeah, interesting. It, it didn't mention it in this article. That's that's interesting. Good. Yeah, check it out, everyone. That yeah. might be might be a fun read. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Um, we'll see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in again, and uh, have a great week and great weekend. Thank you for listening. Be safe out there. Thank you. I got the answer. This concludes tonight's broadcast of All About Wine with your host, Ron. For show information, links to All About Wine on Twitter and Facebook, or to be a guest on this show, visit the show website at www.allaboutwinebpr.com. Archived shows are available for download on iTunes or on our show page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash allaboutwine. Thank you for listening. Drink responsibly, and we'll see you next time on All About Wine. All about wine. Free download on iTunes. Yeah, thank you. Free download. Free download. Free. Okay. I think we're off of that. Okay. Application just crashed. No, I won't. It didn't crash. Oh, are oh. we still on uh, Blog Talk? Yeah. Okay. Probably, yeah. Well, a oh, second, that's... and then uh, I think that's it. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. Uh, Green room. <laughs> Green room. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not taking me there. How come I didn't update?